giving a child his freedom. So good. You have been at this for 12 years. My country tis of thee. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. Greg. Hello, folks. Uh, I have been notified by our attorneys <laughs> that we need a quick legal disclaimer before this episode. And uh, we would like to go on record saying human trafficking is bad. Thank you for the bridge. Child, child sex trafficking is bad. And we are not trying to besmirch the good work by the men and women who are fighting against that thank you that is my that is the official bym stance and we will not be taking any further questions thank you i just want to say uh, in addition to greg's statement um after watching this wonderful movie i am gonna go out there and be controversial and say i am pro ice now <laughs> they, they do good work <laughs> Yeah, they've been very good. Anyway, this is Brigham Young Money. You've got Kyle, you've got Jordan and Greg here, and we are joined by Miles Klee of uh, Rolling Stone. Hello, Miles. Hey, how's it going, dudes? It's uh, it's going pretty well over here, all things considered. We did have to watch a very boring movie to talk about um, during this episode. And of course, we are Dole talking about... dog shit. Well, yeah. So we've talked about these folks before. Um, we're talking about Tim Ballard. And the new movie that, of course, is very accurate about his life. And uh, we brought Miles on because, Miles, you got yourself in a little bit of hot water recently, from what it seems. Yeah, no, um, sometimes you review a movie and it turns out to uh, have a sort of astroturfed fandom <laughs> that will make your life hell for an entire week or try to <laughs> miles just right off top I, I do have a question for you and one of the big breaking news of this week is uh, we are seeing content creators on twitter uh, get paid for their impressions and you seem to have made quite the impression so wow. i'm uh, i'm has elon sent you a check yet uh, he came personally with one of those big uh, cardboard checks. <laughs> How the much publi was it? The publishing clearinghouse check. That's awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a war zone um, somewhere. Like I don't know, a la Cartagena, for instance, uh, in your replies because you wrote an article simply reviewing this movie, and you dared to mention the. Uh, Potential like factual inaccuracies that may have uh, been sold as as very truthful in this movie. You talked. I mean, the movie, the movie itself. We're talking about Sound of Freedom, of course, uh, starring Jim Caviezel as Tim Ballard. It's it's not the worst movie, but it's not like bad enough to be entertaining, and it's not good enough to be like good. It's just it's just really boring, and I, I that was kind of its biggest sin, in my opinion. Miles, I just at a high level. What was your experience watching this movie? Yeah, I was bored to tears. It's so long. Um, <laughs> it's so long. It's badly so paced. Long. As many have pointed out, it's kind of like taken, but without the action. Like there's no yeah. 
nothing really exciting happens. A lot of a lot of it is just you're um, you're supposed to be looking at Jim Caviezel while he's crying, and you're supposed to like feel the, the emotion that he's feeling. But that's yeah. all he really does. And then for most of the movie, he is um, uh, LARPing as a pedophile, which is <laughs> yeah, which I'm really excited to, to get like, into that. Yeah, I, you know, Taken had like the I have a very you know specific set of skills. Famous line from that movie. There's a we we'll get to it, I guess, when we go through the movie. But there's him cosplaying as a pedophile leads to the Taken style line that I think is just gonna. Gonna gonna ring in my ears for, just, for the rest of my I'm life. I'm just imagining but. Jim Caviezel's skills being like, you know, he's got the big like Buddy Holly horned rim glasses and the Lloyd Christmas haircut. Yeah, dude. And you're like, you know, I spend all my time on 4chan. Okay, so there's so there's like so many things to talk about this movie. I've been I I've been upset. Like I read so many of the replies to your article just because I've been so fascinated with the response to this movie. Um, because people are not treating this like a movie at all. And any response to your article was not about like the filmmaking (laughs) that took place in that it was essentially, if you don't like this movie or if you have anything not overwhelmingly positive to say about this movie, you're like pro pedophile and pro trafficking. Um, and also people are just placing a lot of significance on this movie you know, Jim Caviezel in the lead up to this movie was talking about adrenochrome. Tim Ballard has flirted with like the the QAnon stuff that came up during the um, Wayfair, like child trafficking thing where the people said that Wayfair was selling kids in like closets or something. Um, he like, you know, they pay lip service to that. And so I think there were some people maybe expecting a little bit more from this movie, uh, but that's not really what they got. It's kind of just like a normal it's it's almost too normal. And so it's it's kind of hard to criticize too much as being, you know, like super QAnon adjacent when it's really just a pretty straightforward like trafficking movie. Yes, yeah, that's way boring. To be clear, they finished it in 2018, which is right when QAnon even started. Yeah, to, yeah. a little too early. Be a thing. So it, the movie is not made with QAnon in mind. It right. is it is made with the intention of like mythologizing Tim Ballard, totally like inflating kind of his reputation for fighting trafficking. And then it just so happens that like his sort of politics that drew him into kind of creating this organization, it seems are the exact sort of things that fueled like QAnon ideology. And it's, it's, I don't think that's really a coincidence. And then, so retroactively, this is just like, potentially a good way to recruit people into thinking way crazier things and of course Kavitzel believes those things himself so. yeah like yeah ballard's like big rise to fame was during the trump administration he got like i forgot the exact position he got named but he was part of like some like human it, trafficking it was like the public thing. private partnership to fight against human trafficking or yeah. whatever and then he like he used like I mean, embellishments aside of his, you know, his missions and what he's done with his life, he was using those stories as a way to prop up the border wall. And that's yeah, what he was like, like we that's need what, the wall. That's to what stop made him. Yeah, that's what really made him a celebrity in the like MAGA universe. Yeah. And so like since this is a Utah based company and all of our politicians like I don't know, like it's always been a very obviously right wing thing, but they were a little less 
it, it, it was a little less offensive back, probably back in 2018. Like, I, I mean, they were obviously doing this. I mean, they, they were lying. Tim Ballard's just like, uh, sorry, an alleged liar. <laughs> it's pretty clear they've uh, Lawyers, it's been really good reporting by um, Anna Merlin and Tim Marchman of Vice have like, and we've doc, we've covered this on other episodes and we talked a lot about this group of people, Tim's orbit and these, all these other like weird Utah Mormon guys who have their own little anti-trafficking, like 501c3s. I don't know what the deal is. And like Rudy Gobert was involved with one of those. If people remember anyway, talked a lot about that and they've had a lot of good reporting that basically just points out that these guys either completely lie about what they're doing or strongly embellish what they do or take credit for certain things that, you know, law enforcement agencies are doing because they, I liked this one example where they like helped buy like a canine for like a a police unit. And then that unit did something and they took credit. I don't know. Basically there's a lot of very dishonest things going or going on, but you know, back in 2018 and before that it was a little less, so obvious that this was like you know tim wasn't going on quite as many right-wing podcasts as he has been lately i saw him on the jordan peterson podcast and i was just yeah it's pretty good <laughs> that one was a doozy um yeah. but, but yeah i think it also just speaks to like in 2018 or so like that that was the pinnacle that was i mean they were getting features on like monday night football with mike tomlin going on raids they were they were meeting with trump they were doing things like they were doing like general like what like a standard like conservative like organization would do like standard stuff but i think like once you started getting to like 2019 2020 and especially in like the COVID years like things just kind of spun out of control like that's when tim ballard was on the original lineup for AlphaCon. that's when tim ballard was (laughs) featured for the act up conference initially initially with like general flynn and like wendy rogers and all these like white nationalist people and like you could just see like he would do anything if you gave him $50,000, allegedly. Which, I mean, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Miles, like, I don't know how much, how, like, familiar you are with his entanglement with Utah government officials, but our, um, Sean Reyes, just for those who uh, know the guy, he is the Utah Attorney General, and he is very, very good friends with uh, Tim Ballard. And they, he's gone on their jumps, which uh, based on the videos that they produce uh, of these jumps are just them going into um, different countries in the global south and filming them supposedly saving trafficking victims in a very dramatic fashion. And so uh, it's he's had a lot of, uh, you know, pretty real political cover in this state that's made it pretty difficult to criticize them until recently when there was an, an, an investigation by was it davis county jordan yep it, it was davis county but it also seems like there was a little bit more of a federal involvement as well but who yeah. knows for sure anyway so that was like the first time there had been any like uh institutional I guess you could call it critique of their organization. Um, Really, it was like, if you don't like OUR or a few bad things to say about it, like you're a horrible person because how could you speak poorly of somebody who's doing um, this incredible work, who was willing to cut through the government red tape to go save kids because the government doesn't want to and the Hollywood pedo elite doesn't want you to know that either. So, um, yeah, anyway. So, Miles, the response that you got 
give us a little bit of a summary of of the tenor of 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 the uh, the comments you received. Well, you know, as you sort of indicated, this is not really positioned as a fictional movie. Um, they do everything short of straight up calling it a documentary um, yeah. because you know it's very much based on a true based on a true story. Um, they use you know real footage of uh, what purports to be you know just like random off the street kidnappings. Oh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that uh, is psychotic. They but use yeah. they use the footage that O U R has produced uh, toward the end. They're they're and and yeah they at the end they they um you know they show the real Tim Ballard right and who's so they make every effort to demonstrate that this is all true um and so the a lot of the response i got was how the fuck can you criticize this uh it's all real uh not only is child trafficking real but it's based on a true story tim ballard really did this dumbass like what the fuck are you talking about um and yeah there's there's no there's no nuance in in the sense that like you know, it's easy for like a Hollywood cynic like myself to every time you sit down in a movie theater and see based on a true story, you're like, okay, so it's about 75% bullshit. And that, yeah. that's, that's probably the ratio if we're being generous that we had working here. Uh, but these people, this, these audiences are not, um, you know, disposed to think of it that way. And so it escalated from that very quickly to, you know, denying the reality of Tim Ballard's heroism to you're running cover for pedophiles and child trafficking, you know, as a member of the media yeah. to a you jump. are a pedo yeah. yourself. You are probably involved in it. Ch uh, check this guy's hard drive. Uh, we're, you know, the feds are coming to get you. And then eventually like straight up death threats. Like I've, I've looked up where you live and I'll see you. I'm going to have a conversation with you soon. Ironically, <laughs> people trying to sound like they're Liam Neeson and taken in like, <laughs> email, film. in like emails to me from their, you know, personal email. Like I had people, I had people threatening me over LinkedIn. That's, <laughs> that's a website where you're supposed to find a job. That is your professional profile. I mean, I mean, to be fair, with yeah. LinkedIn, you are showing a particular set of skills. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. it is on brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, good uh works works well with others <laughs> yeah it's it's been it's been pretty bizarre so like i mean for example i, I spent a while just like reading through the comment like, this the marketing campaign for this movie has been uh i mean it's rivaling barbie i guess for we've had these two like parallel uh, marketing campaigns going on and if you've been on twitter this has been it's impossible not to see the the tweets advertising this movie and then also Facebook everywhere else. Um, one of the big things that they're doing, and we'll, I'll talk about that in a sec, is the pay it forward thing. Um, and I'll talk about, uh, well, I'll get to that in a moment. But I was reading through comments on Facebook and this this I felt like this one, this was like one of the most liked comments on on the the movies like post about their pay it forward campaign. And the, the, the comment is, I see a lot of comments that say, quote, this was a good movie. I understand the comments come from a good place, so this isn't an attack on anyone, but the mindset of this movie being good or bad is missing the point. It's not a movie to entertain us for a few hours and then forget about it in a few days. Unfortunately, most will because it's easier to pretend this doesn't happen to children than it is to live in the, with this new information but do nothing. 
It's based on a true story. It's a documentary of actual events that happened to real children. Yep. I love those two sentences. There it is. <laughs> yeah. It's based on a true story, but it's also a documentary of actual events that happened to real children. They live this nightmare every day. This is a call to action. Tell your friends and family to go see it. The more people that are no longer blind to the fact that this is happening to kids, the better. Get involved. Help where you can. Pray always. Get loud so the word spreads that God's children are not for sale. Perfect review of this movie and how people are approaching this. I mean, this. listen, this gets at something else that these people think, which is that they're doing activism by sitting at an AMC and watching yes. this shit for yes. two hours. Yeah. Uh, they think that's helping. That's what's yeah, so crazy about the end of the movie, because like you mentioned that uh, the real Tim Bowder is in, but Jim Caviezel is like essentially like makes this plea to the audience that's like, tell everyone you know like buy out theaters, invite your entire neighborhood. Like everyone needs to see this movie, but it's that's like genius. Marketing. That's where it ends. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I, that, what, there's the, no action items besides go see this yeah, movie. It's not write your congressman. It's not, yeah. we need to protest this organization. It's nothing like that it's scan this QR code and buy more tickets. So other people <laughs> can see this. It's, it's so cynically brilliant, but also like it's the exact type of like, activism that is perfect on the right right now like, and it's what our is to begin yes, with right yes. it's, it's just give us money and you're helping but you know what do they do with the money they're just kind of like basically tourists in yeah. haiti or whatever it is this yeah this movie is made if you've ever wondered what a movie would look like if it was made for people who got really into supporting ennis freedom canter against his <laughs> crusade against lebron james without ever being an nba fan this movie is for those people because it's just it's like the perfect form of I'm doing activism by making a consumer choice to go see a movie, an incredibly bland movie <laughs> with some like weirdly good actors in this movie. But um, yeah, anyway, and then uh, one major piece of this as well is is the whole idea that they don't want you to see this. So there's two things working in tandem. It's like pay it forward campaign you can go on this website, you can buy tickets for other people for them to go on and claim free tickets um so that everyone can just see it for free and if you love this as much as you should and if you're doing activism by buying a ton of tickets to so people can go see it for free that's happening and then simultaneously there's all these like uh conspiracy type uh mommy blogger influencers that are on tiktok and other places essentially <laughs> saying that there's a concerted campaign by amc for instance to to essentially play this movie in every AMC theater, but then make the experience so miserable that you don't see it or that you leave early. It's extremely bizarre. So like one woman in particular was saying that the, the heat was on so hot in the theater that she and her husband like had to suffer through. And it, if the heat was really on in the middle of summer, <laughs> like that would be, that'd be pretty miserable because this movie is extraordinarily long. But like the idea that AMC you know, distributed this film widely, but then just individually, you know, got all those 16 year old projectionists in every theater to just make it so miserable and leave the lights on or turn the AC on so cold that they're, people are oh, getting they sick. Made it, they made it slightly blurry on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keeping the knowledge secret. I, I think my favorite one was the libs of TikTok saying that they're just giving like Potomkin showings of the, vi of the movie. They're not oh actually having God. people inside of it. <laughs> Nobody's oh. in here at which all. Which is possible. Which is possibly just people claiming the tickets, the free tickets, and not using them. Like yeah. I'm not gonna say I did that, but I did see this movie on a weird torrent site that had ads uh, throughout the movie. But it's also um, 
Yeah. But it's also like this is the same AstroTurf bullshit you get with like any right wing uh, author like Charlie. Oh, the books. Charlie Charlie Kirk will write a book that says like trans people should be executed. Yeah. And then uh, like you'll get the goes on the New York Times. Yeah, it'll be on the New York Times bestseller and you'll get like some Koch brother like libertarian think tank who just, you know, has billions of dollars and will buy them. And then they'll just like pass them out in the gift bags of. Yeah, they'll be in the grab bag of CPAC. Conference. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't see this movie in theaters. I'm assuming that, uh, like, that first week, especially, there were a shit ton of people seeing this movie. And even as, like, this weekend, I was looking at the showings by me, like, regardless of, I don't know how many people were actually showing up. I know tickets were claimed. But, like, a lot of people saw this movie. This movie has made a ton of, a ton of money at this point. I, I can't remember, uh, are we at, oh, it's, oh, is it really over 60 million now? It was yes. definitely at least 50. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you're just pretty, it was, <laughs> no, I went and saw the movie last night, too. It was million last weekend. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went and saw the movie last night, too, and I, I, I did, like, a Twitter post, like, look, the theater's empty. No, within two minutes of me making that post, it filled up. It was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. damn it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, there's a whole... Um, I think you posted or linked to it, Miles. Did, uh, did you link to all those theater employees sharing their experiences? Yes. Like- yes. I, I. Okay. So I love. I really love this subreddit. Anyway, it's just uh, movie. Our movie theater employees. I think it's called. Yeah. And it's just it's just people who work in the theater sharing their experience. And this this movie caught them totally by surprise. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's a thread where it's like, uh, does anyone? I've never heard of this sound of freedom and all these weirdos are showing up for this and and they've all got their tickets off of like angel.com and we have no idea what that is and they get mad and uh, yeah, they've had a ton of problems with these customers uh, showing up and like, yeah, and sometimes, you know, confronting them about what they think is like, you know, attempted suppression of the film keeping in mind AMC is the reason you can see this movie at all. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 and like, really, like these people must not be going to very many movies. Cause there, there's most theaters I go to, like I mentioned, there's mainly like kids running these theaters, like the actually inside the theaters. And there are mistakes that happen constantly. So yeah, um, I mean, for the, I love the, the idea that there's anyone a, who's ever known like people in high school who are like running theaters and all that to like, just know that they were smoking weed off the back dock and like, and then try and run a film. Like that, that's all it ever is. Like, I remember I went and saw like Anchorman too. And they showed the first 15 minutes of like, of uh Wolf of Wall Street. It was like, I don't want to watch Anchorman 2 anymore. Let's just keep this going now. But but it's 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 fantastic. But also like I I I know what you're talking about too, because I I had to go through the whole process of claiming a free ticket and everything like that. And I felt like such an asshole, like having that (laughs) QR code scanned as like the front desk. It's like, I am so sorry. I I, I'm doing it for a for a for a content thing. It's not it's nothing personal. Yeah um okay so last thing before we uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, before we get into the movie but miles you you wrote a follow-up article about uh like the whole amc aspect of this and like the the if people remember like the stock pumping and all that tell us a little bit more about your follow-up article and like how that plays into like what we're seeing here yeah, so people probably remember back in 2021 um, after they did a after retail investors did a big short squeeze on GameStop shares, mm-hmm. uh, they did the same thing with AMC. They basically uh, they, they basically hurt all the big institutions that were trying to short the company after a year of COVID lockdowns and stuff. 
So anyway, now there's like a ton of people on Reddit who all own some shares of AMC and they're completely <laughs> deranged. Uh, they call themselves apes. Yep. Um, and there's a whole share split thing that happened. Like the, the, the CEO of AMC is like very into the apes. He loves these guys. So is, is yeah. it like a crypto thing? No, okay. no, it's, it, it sounds that way because, because they're the apes, apes, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's not really like bo- the, the boon was during like the, like 2020 crypto thing as well, though. Like that, they, it all felt yeah. very similar because it was kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. So these, these guys, they're all like holding AMC, right? They, they think that, you know, someday their ship is going to come in. This, this company is just going to explode and, you know, pay huge dividends. Right. And the CEO has sort of encouraged the fact that like, uh, the majority of the shares of this company are now held by just kind of like small time traders, but they are very, very paranoid. And they think that, um, you know, not without reason because like these big uh, hedge funds are still trying to short AMC and all this stuff, but they have tended to view any kind of um, any th- threat to the value of AMC as like some orchestrated conspiracy, even when it's not. So, for example, when the mommy bloggers get on TikTok and start saying that AMC is sabotaging their showings of the movie, which leads to rumblings of we're going to give AMC the Bud Light treatment, we're going to boycott them, this company is evil, so on, so on, so on. These guys, the investors, are thinking that this is some sort of plot by the hedge funds who have planted the mommy bloggers. Hell yes. To to kind of like sow discord and instigate a boycott. And drive down the and and I will say, I mean, I think we all saw the very best tweet uh, that that really set this on fire, which was uh, just a joke from a comedian where he said, I got fired from AMC because I refused to put this in a customer's soda and it's like yes. a little vial of liquid. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and, and I, I'm a medical student, so I went home and looked at it under the microscope and there's nanobots in it. We're supposed to serve <laughs> nanobots to everyone who sees the sound of freedom like in their sodas. Oh my God, this rules. And, uh, it, this got so out of hand that Snopes had to debunk it, right? <laughs> So, dude, but, me, like I got notification from Twitter that sent me an email and it was like a tweet that you liked, retweeted or responded to has a new community note on it. And then they okay, had to like good. issue a, a Twitter correction that this was not, in fact, nanobots being put in. People's right. So, so anyone sensible saw that that was a joke. But on the AMC stock subreddit, these people are looking at that tweet and they're saying, oh, the hedge funds are getting really desperate. Like, like the hedge funds are somehow behind these like <laughs> ludicrous conspiracy ideas, even though, you know, obviously this was a joke, but they see it as like trying to sow, um, uh, what do they call HUD, like, uh, or, or FUD, sorry, fear, uncertainty and doubt, which is like a marketing thing. Oh my God. Um, yeah, they're, they're like, that's, oh, that's transparently the big wall street firms trying to, uh, trying to crash the AMC stock. That's how they would do it, of course. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, I feel like awesome. this is yeah. this is apropos and on brand since we're talking about apes. But a uh, garbage ape on Twitter, I think, had like the perfect response to all of this, and he said, "I seriously have to get in on the right wing conspiracy grift. I just need to find an angle, and I can retire young because these people are legally brain dead." Yeah. <laughs> Which is I like mean, that's the, a thing. That's though, kind too, of. But like, that's kind but of been a returning, like a, a recurring theme on this pod is like, we got to find a way to get in on the grift. Like we keep missing it, man. We didn't get the PPP. We didn't loan. get the PPP we loans. We need to like, you know, whatever, like shady Ben Shapiro money's out there. 
I know. I need I need to get in because I don't want to work. But but that's like a one time score thing because these people are all just belligerent and insane and afraid of everything. Like you see people on Twitter right now, like going after Jim Caviezel for either being Catholic or a Freemason now. So it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, so even your allies are bad. All right, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, like you mentioned, this movie was made in 2018. It was initially produced by 20th Century Fox, I believe, and then shelved when uh, they were acquired by Disney. So that's another angle of this. Groomer, uh, Disney, shut it down. That's right. Bob Iger himself was like, nope, that's just going to be shine. It's it's so weird, like the way that people just group all of this, like, quote, trafficking in together. It's like the Hollywood pedo elite and Epstein and pedo disney is like all the same as like these cartels it's it's just all it's it's bizarre but yeah disney of course didn't want the truth getting out there so they shelved this uh and really like they just don't do much like religious stuff and this is a pretty overwhelmingly religious movie um and it couldn't find a buyer for a long time um but then it was picked it was picked up by a utah favorite company uh called angel vid um, which used to be a company that essentially just uh, created their own versions of real movies without like sex and nudity and swearing and violence. Uh, they just took all of that out, which honestly makes sense because this movie that they produced here with Tim Ballard or for Tim Ballard is just uh, devoid of like any anything uh, entertaining. So um, they, it was it was clean flicks back then, and then they got sued uh, into oblivion. Um, and then eventually rebranded as Angel Vid, and that's a, a, a the studio. Which I've said before, how now. is Angel Vid not a porn site? That's that's a porn site. I'm pretty sure it sounds like a porn site. Um, so this, this movie really verges on pornography. I have to say, so it <laughs> you, kind of at certain sense. points, yeah, yeah, it's like holy shit. I was pretty, yeah. Uh, this made me kind of lean back towards my opinion that there should just be no child actors. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like almost back to that again. Um, but yeah, so this movie had a $14 million budget, which is a, a lot of money, especially for this small of a student. They've clearly like made their investment back. Um, I forgot to mention this, but like the Mel, Gim- the Mel Gibson time to this was way funny. I saw a TikTok of Dana White saying yes. like it's basically saying everyone needs to see this movie Every, if you're an employee of mine you can see this movie for free i'm buying like a shit ton of tickets and then he's like now i'm turning the time over to mel gibson to tell you why this movie rocks and and then it goes to like mel gibson looking crazy in his house and he's just like you have to see this movie one of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking and particularly the trafficking of children Our future is our children. Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom. Um, Mel Gibson looks like he's being held hostage. (laughs) I love his eyes, man. While looking like meth Santa. I know. Like they should have used they him. should have used Mel Gibson and Bad Santa with that look and not Billy Bob Thornton. It was great. Yeah, like, I think he looks I think he looks good and normal. <laughs> He's doing fantastic. All I can say is like Tim Ballard also said that Mel Gibson did the final edit on on Sound of Freedom and if that's the case, that dude has really lost touch with what film is because this one does not pace well. It's no Braveheart. No. <laughs> it's, no it's no Braveheart. It really isn't. 
I'd rather I'd rather have just watched the Patriot over again, like on the back of our Patriot, uh, Braveheart, TNT Friday nights that they used to do. That was great. I mean, the the ultimate thing about this film is it just reminds you of better films, which is the worst thing a movie can do. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so this was directed by Alejandro Monteverde. Uh, he at one point won a People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival. Hey, of course, the uh, movie does star Jim Caviezel, most famous for playing uh, Jesus in Passion of the Christ. And Oscar award winner Mira Sorvino, uh, who is completely uh, just not utilized at all in this movie in a very bizarre fashion. Bill Camp, who's really good in this movie, I think. I just love Bill Camp uh, and Kurt Fuller as well. Bill Camp is great, but he, to be clear, he's not Latino, right? No. <laughs> okay. Not I think he's doing like Latino face in this movie. I think yeah. I, 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 I couldn't I don't tell. No, no. He, well, he's just an accountant for the cartel, so I couldn't tell if they like were. But like he has, he has like a Spanish nickname, which is escaping uh, me. Vampiro. Yeah, Vampiro. Vampiro. I think. Yeah. I don't think he's supposed to be Latino in this no, movie. No, I, just... I think he's just supposed to be Jason Bateman from uh, Ozarks oh. in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. Um. Yeah, so like I said, the pay it forward ticketing thing is is gone uh, has made this thing go viral. So let's talk about the movie. I don't. I mean, like I said, this movie's boring. But um, I actually thought the movie was 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 pretty good. So um, the movie starts out uh, with a, a father essentially giving away his children uh, for like a beauty queen pageant, um, which. I, I'm unclear about how all that happened, but um, a really good one to punch there. First off, hey, I think your kids are hot. Also, can I have them for a few hours? Like, yeah. And also, leave. <laughs> yeah. You have to leave. Your kids are hot. I need them for a little while, and you can't be here. Uh, I, I yeah, it felt like that one was a little obvious. Um, and then he, the kids are gone when he uh, goes back to pick them up. Um, Greg pointed this out that the. The father here is the DEA guy from Con Air, which I did not notice at the time. Yeah, so it, it took me all like movie to figure out who that guy was. Like I've seen him in something. I can't remember what it was. And then it was like dawned on me half it. There was like, oh shit, he's the DEA agent that gets killed in Con Air. And then just made me think, <laughs> I wish I was watching Con Air. Yeah. I thought like I really was thinking this might be a real movie-ish. I mean, I, I listen, I, I'd read and heard so much about this movie before I, I saw it that I knew it wasn't going to be good. But I, I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know, this this might have some stakes a little bit. Um, and then there's this title sequence that Miles mentioned earlier where it's just like like uh, a highlight reel of kidnappings that are just like completely contextless. And it's just... Uh, if you've ever just seen security footage of somebody like swiping a kid off the street and it's assumed to be a kidnapping, uh, that was part of this. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's pretty bizarre because this is kind of the way that it's infected the brains of a lot of people. And that got really big during COVID. So one thing that happened of course in 2020 where everyone was posting about like causes that they cared about. It got really po- I obviously got popular everywhere, but a lot of the people around here that I like went to high school with or whatever, um, took up child trafficking as like their big thing that they could show that on Instagram that they cared about something. Cause they didn't feel comfortable saying that black people should have, you know, shouldn't be shot by police. Um, that was a bridge too far, but they took this as like their, their issue that they wanted to care about. And 
they would like a lot of people I saw were always like, you know, thinking that the trafficking that was taking place was, you know, people, kids just getting snatched up in grocery stores. Like there was, I think we, we talked about it on an episode. I can't remember how long ago, but there was that girl down in Arizona who eventually got charges pressed against her because she was essentially accusing people in this grocery store and harassing them because she felt like this like random Latino couple was going to kidnap her kid for no reason at all. Do you remember that Jordan? Yeah, I think I do remember that. But and she been... documented the whole thing on TikTok or something, and she was like, "Yeah." Anyway, so the, people it, yeah, got this, super the movie's paranoid. Just, the movie's just invested in this like pretty un you know uncommon form of yeah. trafficking. Like you know, a lot of traf- a lot of human trafficking is literally just like a parent who doesn't have custody takes the kid, or yes. you know, yeah. or you form a relationship with the person. You know, you're tra- most people are trafficked by someone they know. All this stuff. What's so funny is that. As people were trying to like, you know, people were screaming at me, but also trying to convince me that child trafficking is real and it happens all the time. A lot of people sent me this story about how this U.S. Marine in Camp Pendleton in California got arrested because he had like a 14 year old girl. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, send Tim Ballard to go raid a a U.S. (laughs) Marine camp. Uh, That's where the real trafficking is happening. What what is he doing in Colombia? Like you're sending Oceanside, pal. Yeah, you're you're sending you're sending me an example of a story that is just like, oh, see, this is this is totally counter to like the reality as presented in the film, because you want it to be like evil brown people. Yeah, yeah, that, that that balance is so strange to me because it's like evil brown people, but also like American Hollywood pedos. Right. And I, I, I like fail to like really establish like the, the through line there. Um, but it's also just super weird that I mean, it's it, it's not weird, but like there's just never any introspection here. Like this is made by a, it, funded by Mormons about a Mormon guy and we've talked at length many on many episodes the issues that have come up with uh i don't know how the church handles for instance uh sexual abuse that they have takes a place. fucking child sex abuse hotline to their lawyers <laughs> yeah i should we should also mention that the law firm that represents uh tim ballard and operation underground railroad is the same law firm that represents the church and as greg just mentioned had a tip hotline to essentially try to squash down any uh reports of sexual abuse i mean it also like comes down to like how you also define human trafficking too because like a lot of practices when it comes to like like good old American adoption agencies are pretty much human trafficking too. Like we don't really talk about that a whole lot. I, in researching like some of the stuff in like underground railroad last year, they put in $2.7 million to adoption agencies just through their funding and all that. One of them was a Wasatch international, which um, I checked out their website and they have a tab for second chance adoptions. And awesome. do you guys know what that is? Tell us. That's rehoming. You're fucking rehoming kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All good stuff. I love this. So yeah, when I learned that, everyone. I had to take a walk for a little bit because I uh, was very upset. But so um, yeah, yeah. We, so, in the movie, we meet Tim Ballard. He's a special agent for Homeland Security. Another sort of dubious claim. If you go to like. They were talking a little bit about this on QAnon Anonymous when they had uh, Anna and Tim on, but like his employment history that he claims is both being with Homeland Security and the CIA is a little bit dubious and hard to verify. Apparently, like if you 
apparently Tim has to release his employment records or he has to give the CIA or Homeland Security approval for them to release it. So I think I might just start claiming I work for the CIA and then I'll have to I can just do that. And then they can't people can't find out whether it's true or not. Yeah, it's classified. Yeah, it's classified. So and I have to be the one to release it and they can't tell you whether I work there or not. Um, he <laughs> claimed to have catched 288, uh, pedophiles through the, it, I can't remember what the division it was. It's like the, it's like the internet crimes task, internet force crimes like against kids task. Yeah. He also liberated a bunch of kids off of the roof of the Superdome during Katrina or something. Oh you know? my, I forgot about that claim. I can't, okay. We're, well, that was I, Chris Kyle. Get, I was just trying to just, Hurricane, oh yes, Hurricane yes. Karina, that's right. Hurricane Katrina, you're under arrest <laughs> for crimes against children. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So it, 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 like in the movie, you know, the, the focus of these crimes is very much outside the United States for the most part. But like um, the the cosplaying of a pedophile is is kind of how the, the scene is really set here. And the rest of the movie. And, yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking, like it's so fucking ham fisted, man. Yeah. So uh, this guy that Jordan describes as fat while Larry David is, is a pedophile that um that Tim Ballard is, is, is getting close to He gains his trust by pretending to be a pedophile himself. Um, he, he essentially, does he promise to get him out of like a sentence if he gets yes, him a kid he or says whatever? Like, Listen, you're facing 30 to 50 years off of that. Now, if you help me get a live child, I can get that knocked off for you, which is like the most entrapment you could possibly well, ever do. Yeah. So there's that. But also awesome this is ethics. one of the more true things that that hap- that OUR has been up to is uh, actually creating demand for uh, trafficking victims by many accounts. Uh, so, yeah. I, I like that this was a little they, bit of a They've tell. literally created a market, especially when you hear the stories about O-U-R wanting- Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> when you hear the alleged stories, thank you, lawyer, that like they continue to ask for younger and younger children. Like the economic effect is that you are building a child sex trafficking market with younger and younger children. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about them at at, at the just end. Just fucking we get business brain geniuses. Also, can I just say, like, it was so interesting to see like Tim Ballard like try and like portray himself as like this um, very smooth operator, like a good actor trying to like convince this guy. When like you ever see any video of the real Tim Ballard, he's just like Vic Mackey if he got hit in the head with a bat. Yeah, yeah. It's. I wish he was actually Jim Caviezel. I like Jim Caviezel more. Um, yeah, so he, he essentially meets up with a traffic child, um, and he ends up arresting uh, <laughs> arresting the guy that facilitates all this. And he's really upset with Tim for setting him up. And he says, "I trusted you." And Tim respond, or yeah, Tim, <laughs> Jim Caviezel. Tim says, "Never trust a pedophile." The best that's line response. in the movie. That's gonna be in the. That's gonna definitely go up there in the Mount Rushmore of uh, action film one liners. <laughs> Why would, he say, why would they write that? Never trust a pedophile. Because so like everyone I, I, who I, I, wrote this movie yeah. is 86 years old. They He also didn't have to arrest that guy again. That guy was already under arrest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what... I, I didn't really follow that. I thought I was just like stupid, but I, I, like they like let... I, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get what if was you're leaning, there. If you're leaning on a guy to cooperate and to, to <laughs> like knock years off his sentence... 
it's not to like set him up for by the way like another like seven cops swarming into that diner unnecessarily (laughs) why did you why did you swat an entire small business yeah to get this guy uh, who was already in your custody they did the classic like like you're under arrest and all of a sudden the, the police lights start flashing through the window and you can see it on his face just just cinematic masterpiece right there gets arrested gets his shit kind of beat up in, in this diner and then uh he drops it, that line it, in so the good. ending credits where they do like the animal house thing with everything with all the people at the end like i really <laughs> wish they would just brought back the pedophile and he was released on a technicality two days later <laughs> <laughs> there are so there are, this this scene really like stuck in my mind for obvious reasons but there are three specific reasons i mean one of course is one of the greatest lines in in cinema history and never trust a pedophile two of course is the entrapment and then just like they're gratuitous like beating the shit out of the pedophile in the diner like that's just slop for the piggies and then third which i i tweeted to you about yesterday miles is uh jim caviezel's uh pedophile batman voice that he uses oh it's so good where like and and this scene in particular, because because he starts talking, you know, like this, and you know, he's like whispering. He's like you can really, hear him. I really, yeah. He's, guys, he's doing the um the millstone quote. I need I need a I need a Thai lady boy, please. Can you give? And then the very next scene, he's on his phone as like the most gregarious, like charismatic guy in the world. Oh hi, Bill. How are you doing? Did you get those TPS reports to me? Could you do that stat? You, awesome. It really is it's funny so because like funny. the 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 pedophile Batman voice is like <laughs> the only time he really emotes. Like yes. every other time too, he's just like standing there like wistfully, just staring <laughs> off into nothing. And it's like, Tim, what's wrong? And he's just like an angsty teen. He's like nothing. He yeah. there. There's so many. There's so many shots where um he just doesn't say anything at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Hollywood gossip is that he actually has a lot of trouble remembering his lines. Yeah. I remember uh, that podcast where they talked about he couldn't remember the word no. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he, he has like put, uh, he has like put post its on like the heads of yes. extras so he can just read stuff off. One, one thing that's been pointed out is there's like surprisingly few extras in this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He, he's, he's running that prison that the pedophile is in by himself. There's yeah. no, no other employees. Yeah. It's he's just taking the weekend shift at, at Homeland Security, just yeah. him and him and the pedophile. You know, I can understand how Epstein killed himself now. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they have some staffing issues. Not a lot of oversight. Yeah. I should say a lot of the a lot of my haters um, have asked me uh, if I if I hung out with Epstein myself, like if I went to the island, and <laughs> I, the I just book. have to be like, you know, I'm not rich enough. Like, I'm not. Yeah. But my, but my favorite of all of them was uh, some guy on Instagram was like, "Where's Miles Clee right now?" putting flowers on Epstein's grave, I bet. <laughs> and, I, and then it, it got me think it got me thinking. It got me thinking, could I could I do the funniest, most tasteless selfie ever? <laughs> Dude, um, you have the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. Dog, just so doing looked, a rap I, squad at like Jeffrey Epstein's yeah, yeah. grave. Just checking in. Okay, but so unfortunately First of all, I was like, I don't even know that he's buried. He could be cremated That's or something. True. But he um he is buried in a Palm Beach uh, cemetery in a family plot, but it's unmarked, so you Are don't you know. Serious? Yeah, oh, so man. you can't actually. F- you unfortunately like can't get the huge mausoleum with Epstein on it. Like, that, oh, like if he man. if he imagine if he had had like Logan Roy. I was literally going to say the Logan Roy style mausoleum. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh well oh man you could just go to his townhouse instead i think that that would work i don't know yeah. what access on the island looks like these days but man oh speaking of the townhouse that's the other funny thing so like so the real extremists of this uh in this movement uh were upset with this movie because it didn't show you know like a war obviously people were like oh it would have been great if it showed adrenochrome farming yeah but also i I forgot what this it was just some uh random shithead conservative but he was really pissed but it's like oh yeah they'll show that you the trafficking in in columbia but not fifth avenue or tel (laughs) or tel aviv and i was like we're we're getting really uh, like the dog whistles for like those yeah. specific locations are very interesting. He's That's basically awesome. mad that they're not showing Jewish people doing trafficking. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was waiting oh, for the scene with Hillary no. Clinton just like walking into her basement that has you know yeah. like a like a like a fountain drink you know and she's just like presses the adrenochrome button and then just like sips her big gulp of of child <laughs> yeah. blood with a twisty straw. Yeah, the lack of check-ins at Comet Ping Pong is is pretty deafening, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah, we were. I was really waiting for a perp that looked a lot like John Podesta, but you know, how to win? Win some, lose some. It's yeah, it's it's really too bad. Um, so he's hanging out with the uh, Honduran kid who got trafficked, Miguel, and he learns that uh, he's got a sister, Rocio. I think that's how they were saying it um the spanish is not good in the film yeah well the other thing is jim caviezel speaks spanish it's peggy hill spanish tom uh caviezel was um speaking spanish like a third of this movie just in like a very like seventh grade span it it reminds me of when i speak spanish i was like i I feel represented on screen right now it was like i was writing free for like (laughs) como te llamas (laughs) donde esta el baño los niños. It's like, yeah. So I think I think he was saying Rossio for for the sister. Um, his voice was changing, so I was a little a little confused. Um, Can I just yeah. say, like in this scene, like the medallion thing was probably like the most tasteless thing I've ever seen in this yeah, movie. What was it? Timoteo. Timoteo. Yeah. Here's this medallion that says, like, you're pretty much a saint too. Yeah, it's that like, was pretty crazy. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I didn't didn't love that, but. Um, then he meets with we meet Bill Camp, Vampiro, uh, who's just dressed like a guy on like South Beach. Wasn't Vampiro a wrestler? Probably. I, I, I wanna re- I like I, I vaguely remember him as like a WCW wrestler who had like a, a like a riff with with Sting. Yeah. We should have seen a pedo get suplexed in this. Yeah, movie. that would have been. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah Jim Caviezel. This, yeah, Jim Caviezel doing the Stone Cold Stunner to a pedo in like the middle of like the 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 beach party. They could have made this way cooler. I don't. It's it's really too bad. Just um, oh god, it's Tim Ballard. They, they could have made the fart camp into like a Royal Rumble or something like that. That would have been great. Um. So yeah, uh, Bill Camp. Vampiro, he's a former cartel accountant. He's now like an anti-trafficker. So that together they they create a plan to rescue Rossio and the rest of the kids who were kidnapped by the the beauty queen. Uh, I almost said this is such a side note. There was this girl that went to a high school by me when when I was in high school, and she was creating pipe bombs with her friends. And she also was into beauty queen pageants. 
and she got arrested and got a felony and then the local news called her the beauty queen bomber so i almost called her the beauty queen bomber um that just stuck in my brain for the rest of my life it was so awesome um so i, I just want to hear about the beauty queen bomber now i don't care Dude. about the film anymore yeah he, she, they, they were blowing up mailboxes with uh, pipe I'm gonna, bombs i'm gonna That's make that awesome movie. yeah we it's be suburban utah man it was sick um yeah, so the beauty queen trafficker that doesn't have the same ring, uh, and the the plan is to uh, essentially get go to the crew in in Colombia, do a sting operation, and, and save the kids. Um, but the problem is, is that, and, and this is ve- this is very key to the Tim Ballard story, is that now he's hitting the government red tape. He essentially can't get funding for his operation. Um, his supervisor asks him to return to the to the United States. Um, rather than you know go on this uh, on this quest for R- Rossio and like, this, was this the is part like, of the yeah this, yeah this is the part of the movie I really like because this is when Kurt Fuller was tr- almost going into like the mad police captain sort of trope yeah. or just like penthouse mansion mayor's gonna have my ass <laughs> God <laughs> damn it Ballard yeah it was awesome Ballard and like my like, office they're like his pension's gonna kick in soon and. You know, this is almost where I, I can't remember. We probably saw it earlier, but we see his like army of blonde children at his house that are like all the same age, um, all of which are somehow named Caden. Yeah. So <clears throat> essentially, he has to pick like he he resigns from from this position. And then there's the scene with his wife, Mira Sorvino, Academy Award winner, one of her like three lines um, <laughs> where there's like zero like this movie has been described as flat. Like there is no like arc here for, for Tim. Uh, There's no like real conflict at all with like interpersonally. Um, Essentially his wife's just like, yeah, keep not being with our family, abandon your pension and go save these kids in Colombia or whatever. Um, Go pose as a sex tourist in (laughs) Central America for months at a time while I take care of our nine children. And not, not to save children save a singular child just the one just yeah. the one kid it, it really is surprising the amount of like the lack of amount of pushback he gets on any sort of these plans i know it's like, crazy kurt fuller at the homeland security is like oh, okay well i guess if you don't want to work here anymore that's fine you're, you're totally fine to be a unregistered agent in a foreign country that's moving cash for children good luck with that my friend congrats on being the sex pest boondock saint yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's the, there. There were like the bones of like an almost like decent movie here, but like at every turn where there was a, a a chance for for something to go wrong or to be difficult for Tim, the decision's always easy, always does the right thing, and everyone is just supportive of him doing that, including all K, all nine Cadens and his wife, Academy Award winning wife. We don't need health insurance. You do, you honey. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tim. And Vampiro, they get a crew together, um, and Homeland Security is able to <laughs> is able to persuade staff from the <laughs> U.S. Embassy in Colombia to help with the mission. Of course, this is also an important piece of the Tim Ballard lore: is that they work in they've cut the government red tape, so he's gone out outside the bounds of what he was allowed to do with the government. But now he works in tandem with them as well, I guess, because he's shown them the way of how they can save kids or something. Um, so they go on, they go undercover pedof- as pedophiles again, and then they convince the beauty queen trafficker to sell to to sell children, um, and then they go to the the beach party, and that whole scene 
um, and they, they, they free all these children there. But the problem is that Rossio is not one of them. So Miguel's sister is still out there somewhere. Caviezel's like, these other kids are bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) They tell him they tell him they've saved 55 children. And he's like, I don't feel anything. So (laughs) I've got these fucking DH gate style kids that he just doesn't care about. Yeah, it's uh, it's it had that's whatever. I don't know if I have an opinion on that. It's just weird. Super bizarre. Um, so they do some interrogation and they, and, and they learn that Rossio has been sold to a Colombian rebel group where she is the personal sex slave for the rebel leader. Um, like do, do the pedophiles, like do the child traffickers just have like a, like a paper trail? Like, do they have a receipt, like a transaction that yeah. like where they, you know, they have like a nice filing cabinet where they keep all the children's records. Oh, you know, like, oh, so. this one ended up in Romania. They're super well organized over yeah. there. You wouldn't believe they're using like really advanced CRMs too. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. We uh, sold this one. Let me just see here and just go in the old invoice book. This one got sold to communist rebels in Southern uh, Colombia. So, okay. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Um, the territory that the that, that the rebels are hanging out in it's it's a no fly zone and it's it's too dangerous for dangerous for even the Colombian army, um, but Vampiro has the suggestion, of course, that doctors are allowed into this region for medical purposes, and so finally Tim gets to take off his pedophile hat and put on his uh, Doctors Without Borders hat instead, <laughs> and uh, he basically decides to go in there as like you know as to go in and vaccinate people. So he says, fuck you to anyone trying to do this in the future. I am essentially <laughs> making sure that any doctor that comes around here just gets their shit rocked next time. Just so I yeah. can save this one. That was stuff. my favorite part. Probably. I mean, years and years of foreign policy disputes. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is too, is that they, uh, they stage this whole thing as United Nations doctors as if that wouldn't cause just an incredible international scandal as if like the un just like again zero conflict in this movie and i just imagine like the un being like oh yeah sure go ahead and cosplay as us and you know good luck on your on your john rambo mission yeah it's gonna be so great when the next unicef doctor just gets summarily executed in the yeah, middle of yeah. the next unicef doctor it's turns really, into fucking it's really funny Jamal during this whole thing i i really was waiting for like a like spies like us moment too where like someone just comes up to like these two cops and an accountant just like please help my help my sick daughter and they just all look at each other like uh good luck with that yeah i i will say my audience um there was a big yeah, chuckle when they decided to go undercover because they mentioned that they're bringing vaccines <laughs> to the village. And there was just kind of like a knowing chuckle in the audience as though like, Dumbasses. Oh, uh, like, see, all vaccines are yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it's like they're so dumb for I can't believe this worked. Wow. Everyone should know that all vaccines are stupid. Rebels are so dumb. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I was wondering, like, this movie is completely devoid of any humor, so I'm glad at least there were some people that got a little a little giggle out of it. Um, so they, they go in the territory, uh, they're in they're they're in the their disguises, they're taking a boat, and the, the rebel group confronts them and they say that they're doctors with the UN and uh they won't allow both of them in, but they do let Tim in, of course. 
so Tim gets in there. He finds Rossio. Uh, he hides under her bed, and then <laughs> there's a sneak attack on the, and kills the uh, rebel leader. Yeah, and then they. Sorry, there was a weird moment this morning. It kind of just says like, "This is Fark. It, it's it's just Fark. Like we we can yeah. pretend it's like some other rebel group. It's just Fark. But yeah. like, it, it's really funny because like it implies like they're all pedophiles. Yeah, which revolutionary movements don't necessarily take too kindly to like pedophiles or anything like like even in like places like Northern Ireland. I think about like Lenny Murphy, who was like an Ulster volunteer force guy, who his fellow compatriots leaked his location to the IRA. So he'd get murdered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not in Columbia though. I also want to say this was the, this scene kind of got a little chuckle out of me because it was like the one scene that they tried to be somewhat artsy and emotional with. Cause you know, it's, it's shot from the perspective of uh Rossio, like on the bed and they kind of do these quick little like cut to black Seems like it'll be like there was like a bit of like the fight and then it would like cut to black and it's as if it was supposed to be her like closing yeah, her eyes and opening her, her eyes, eyes again. And yeah. it just seemed like in a movie that had next to no emotion seemed incredibly out of place and, and very strange. Like, really it really right it could have been like the thing is, is again, they're like. There was a way to make this movie exciting and like to have some sort of arc and like some sort of emotion. And it seems very weird that like this was the one moment like they blew their load on this one scene. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that they just did weird. (laughs) But Tim just being like emotionless and so flat for so much of this movie. I don't know. It's just a weird portrayal, I guess. Like he's so on. He seems so unbothered in some ways by everything but um yeah so tim and vampiro uh they (laughs) they get the hell out of there Um, hold on a second kyle before we go any further i had to look this up there is a little uh operation Argon railroad uh, did some sort of like a factual on the movie too where it just has like little things happen whether they were true or false that happened in the movie tim killed someone (laughs) (laughs) False. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely did not has not killed someone that they want to make that very clear. So Tim Ballard has never killed anyone contrary to what the film what is depicted in the film. Another important de- note, we are careful to not create demand for child trafficking when our operatives are undercover. That's a weird yeah. note. Thanks. That's an- <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> that's- fellas. That's yeah. that's something you say when um you know like for example the vice reporting has also had a source talk about how some of the people who go in on the missions have been quote unquote tempted by the people oh, they're supposed to save. I know. Yeah. I forgot. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was one of the worst things that came. Out. Yeah, there was my, that, and then my not like the, involved in child trafficking t-shirt. Yeah, it's it's. There, there's, that's so bad man. there's one guy in particular i think I, that's about who uh, disappeared off of social media for like a few years after after being very public for a long time was that the guy that we talked did like that whole episode about yeah one of them yeah yeah and then uh he just barely started reappearing again as like this holistic new age guy so that's uh that's cool he was the one that was good friends with rudy gobert right yeah i think yeah that guy's awesome i can't even remember what his company was called he rebranded <laughs> as as uh early jack from twitter yeah. um yeah but yeah, uh all allegedly awesome. did all that last stuff he, he you know yeah <laughs> he just happened to disappear right when that came out parody redacted um, non-action i forgot about that that was great yeah so they they did make it out uh despite like there were just shots 
like everywhere someone just unloading an ak-47 on them and uh just no one gets hit so it's all fine and in, in the no-fly zone um yeah so they they save they save the kid uh there were other kids i think ostensibly there that they didn't save but um fuck them fuck <laughs> nice <laughs> Nicely done. Fuck um, kids. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the film ends, like I mentioned before, and we were talking about that. Um, it, it says Tim Ballard has testified before Congress, which resulted in laws being passed that require the government to cooperate with foreign countries on sex trafficking investigations. I actually, I don't know anything about that. I didn't even care to look into that. So um, the epilogue also states that most people that there are more people enslaved today than in any other time in history, including when slavery was legal. Uh, okay. And w- what is the big call to action at the end of all this? That's right. Do for a couple of months while sound of freedom is in theaters. These kids can be more powerful than the cartel kingpins or presidents or congressmen or even tech billionaires. We believe this movie has the power to be a huge step forward toward ending child trafficking, but it will only have that effect if millions of people see it. Now, I know it's weird because we're in a theater, but feel free to pull out your phones and scan this QR code. We don't want finances to be the reason someone doesn't see this movie, so Angel Studios boldly has set up a pay it forward program where you can pay for someone else's ticket who might not otherwise see it if you're able, we invite you to pay it forward by buying a ticket for someone else. Or if your budget is tight, share the already available free tickets with as many friends as you can, or do both. Join us and millions of others as we ring sound of freedom and hope throughout the world. And just remember this, God's children are not for sale. Thank you. Just drink more Ovaltine, watch this fucking movie. Don't write your congressman. Don't demand any sort of change for laws. Just get the box office numbers higher and pay it forward by buying tickets for your church group or your friends and or your family listen, or whatever. If a, if a uh, fatwa Larry David or you know a uh, weird-looking Fidel Castro guy in a cut-off shirt somehow is speeding around your cul-de-sac in a moped uh you know don't be silent say something folks guys there's another note on this uh, article i have to tell you about tim went <laughs> to a colombian jungle by himself to rescue a little girl false <laughs> in, the, yes! in the film tim poses as a doctor and goes into a jungle somewhere in colombia to find the little boy's sister shortly after operation triple take this did not happen however in real life tim did lead a group of our operators posing as doctors into a jungle on the border of haiti in the dominican republic a few years after operation triple tech and search for guardy no one was rescued but the operation did advance <laughs> the search <laughs> for guardy and operators <laughs> were able to provide <laughs> medical <laughs> care to many children in need yeah um so we uh endangered a bunch of doctors for nothing but you know we we advanced what we were trying to do though we had a good time (laughs) it was the friends we made along the way we we, uh we uh regressed medical care in haiti by a couple decades but you know what it was a good vacation altogether you know and then we all just hung out and we reminisced and uh ate at american burger yeah it's it's beautiful um yeah so i I, we we mentioned this before but um apparently before this movie even came out uh tim ballard was uh forced out of 
Operation Underground Railroad, like in pretty weird timing. <clears throat> it also looks like Vice's site is down right now. I was trying to pull up that <clears throat> their article about it, but um, essentially, like we mentioned that there was this investigation that was taking place into them, and it ended without any charges. Uh, but it's pretty clear there was something weird going on <clears throat> with Tim Ballard, and and he somebody with knowledge close to OUR that um, Tim and Anna were reporting on. Um, said that he was going around to donors like pretty upset that saying he was getting forced out so he's started like a new thing he's had he has a few different things going on he's had this uh thing with glenn beck called the nazarene fund which i don't know how that differs from i guess they just don't do missions but it's still kind of it's supposed to protect like um religious minorities in like the middle east and like northern africa there is a conspiracy theory I kind of believe about Glenn Beck and, and Tim Ballard too, where it's like Tim Ballard started out as like a failed Mormon historian in like 2011 or so. Dude, and and then it yeah. seems like Glenn Beck kind of picked him up and kind of gave him his position to kind of be where he is. I, I kind of tend to believe that just because like he came out of nowhere and all of a sudden like Glenn Beck kind of gave him the notoriety and the uh, kind of uh, – I guess angel investor money to start up like yeah. OUR and all that. So yeah, so they, their first thing was the the Nazarene Fund, like together him and Glenn Beck. But Tim Ballard has written like a bunch of books, and a lot of them are just like historical. What if Abraham Lincoln was Mormon? Yeah, he he believes that <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was like secretly re reading the Book of Mormon. He also believes that. Does he believe that um, Joseph Smith is a descendant of Jesus? Is that like that whole thing? Yeah, yeah that's another one of them. And also that George Washington was visited by the angel Moroni in, in Valley right. Forge. It's a lot hell of good yeah, stuff. Hell yeah. That, yeah he, that's the he good has, shit. He has that. What's that book that he has called? It's like uh, Tim Ballard, it's like Pilgrim the, something. It's like the Covenants or something. Oh, it's the Pilgrim Hypothesis. They got to make these movies. Yeah, the Pilgrim Hypothesis. Four <laughs> score really and seven wives ago. <laughs> oh man, can you can you imagine just how angry like, his fan base would be if he starts making like Mormon propaganda involving like the founding fathers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, did you? Uh, anyone else who saw this in the theaters? Did you enjoy the trailers for the other Angel Studios? Oh my god! Pictures forthcoming. <laughs> Some really great stuff. So they've they've crowdfunded a lot of like a lot of it is explicitly religious, but then they're trying to do like their sci movie i think it's called um shifted <laughs> or like the the weird like feminine movie where like uh with like the what was the tagline like it, it's basically like that uh the maybelline or or the deodorant where it's like strong enough for a man but built for a woman hell yeah, yeah it's like oh. john lithgow it, you can do so much better <laughs> it's it's called it's called the shift and it's got sean austin in it and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh oh yeah it was like the architect thriller. from yeah it was like the architect from the matrix except for let's call it something different and you know, it's like just, you keep getting yeah it's like an alternate universe thing thing you know like a butterfly effect you keep like getting shifted into like another it, i think the guy is trying to get back to his wife in like the original universe or something <laughs> yeah, it was cracking me up so much homer just keeps tinkering with the with the toaster that's exactly, all it is. Exactly. honestly i that was like the reason i didn't go see in theaters just because i was hearing how long the trailers were I was just it's like, like 40 minutes of just angel vid trailers. <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the movie. Um, <laughs> like I said, I, I was just bored more than anything else, which is one of the most offensive things a movie can be for me. I was just, it, 
It's super dull. Like uh, one, yeah. one of the people who claimed that the, you know, their, their showing was sabotaged was just pointing out that, um, oh, the volume was so low, you could barely hear anything. No, I think that's the mix of the film. Like, yeah. you can't understand, yeah. I would say, 60% of what Kavitzel <laughs> is saying because he's just fucking it's mumbling. The, and It's the anti-Christopher yeah. Nolan film. Man. Yeah. He's 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 just like struggling in the middle of lines to remember the rest of them and so he just sort of stumbles through it and just has terrible delivery. You can't follow what anyone says. Yeah, yeah. like yo tango. Like, him, like stumbling around the Ooh, jungle and all that you like trying to <laughs> God damn it. Like him just stumbling around the jungle just makes me like fuck, I could have just stayed home and watched Thin Red Line again and that would have been yeah. better. Yeah. Oh, also um so the new thing that he started uh, is called the Spear Fund. This logo is so shit. I'm yeah. trying to. Th- what does that even say? Yeah, Spirituality, the- peace, education, action, redemption. The Spear Fund. I think they may have taken away their. Uh, they had they had like a um, a personnel page. So he started this thing with like some like nurse practitioner who yeah. lives in Hawaii. This nurse practitioner from Hawaii who looks a striking a lot like his wife, which I am not going to do the psychology on that one just to say, but like whatever. Good luck. Yeah. Dude. So they used to have an about page because I've looked at it and I think it's gone now. So I don't know what's going on with that, but there's already a donate page. So you can just donate. And Tim also has his own um, website, uh, which of course is, is great to, it's great to check out, but I don't know. It's weird that he stepped away from OUR or was forced out. Like, right. as this movie, this is, it's hitting its peak popularity. It, uh, they won't shut up about how it beat uh, the new Indiana Jones on the 4th of July. So, I don't know. My, my, my take on that one is, and it's, and it's probably like a combination of a few things, like <laughs> the fact that Tim Ballard can't stop talking about like adrenochrome now, the fact that he's been drawing heat from like actual, like legitimate law enforcement agencies too. Like, it just feels like the start of that, uh, the scene in casino was like, look, why take a chance? Like at a certain point you start cultivating like this really crazy and reactionary fan base when you want a little bit of that but you don't want to go full into it because those people aren't a, aren't a reliable source for long yeah like you chase away with all the high scale talent really he also started a new podcast and episode three has sean reyes our attorney general on it i hate sean reyes he's doing the shaka in the picture for the episode <laughs> art i'm gonna i fucking hate that guy so much he does that in every picture, including when they went to the Founding Fathers ice cream place where everyone dresses up like Founding Fathers there. I, you know, going back. Our last two attorney generals were indicted, nearly imprisoned. Like, I can honestly see that happening with Reyes, too. <laughs> yeah. It's gnarly. Anyway. Inshallah, brother. Yeah. So all of that to say... Basically, every other legitimate uh, anti-trafficking organization speaks out about, like, the... The practices of OUR, um, in some cases, they've been reported to have been creating demand in the places that they've been operating, um, which, I don't know, it doesn't seem like a great thing to be uh, doing if you're an anti-trafficking organization. Uh, the big, uh, the, the big, you know, cinematic things that they put on, um, Vice has done reporting and, like, given reporting from the scene of what the, the what's actually going on in those situations. Uh, it's kind of a mess and one of their big things also that they just really don't seem to care about is um any sort of sustain like life sustainment after these women are 
supposedly rescued it's basically like maybe you guys like you can just make bracelets or whatever yeah the aftercare is non-existent yeah no aftercare and then they've also tim at multiple points claimed that he was able to essentially get direct line visas for people through to his connection to uh to donald trump which isn't true either he's just got a a direct line like a bat phone straight to trump well yeah and and if anything like uh you know he tim has talked about how the border wall is the reason that like like we need the border wall to help prevent trafficking um you know people having to operate illegally to get in the into the country and like the complete uh lack of visas and visa availability in this country uh creates way more (laughs) issues for people trying to escape bad situations than it does uh any any sort of help so also i mean i know it's 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 futile to the audience of this movie but like you know there's a direct tie to uh american uh intervention and the (laughs) destabilization of the global south as as well as other countries around the world you know like indonesia and and, you know and thailand and other countries where there is allegedly a lot of uh, child trafficking like there's there's a direct line between like the coups and the intervention that america has uh staged and like the uptick in drug and human trafficking like dude it's almost too perfect that like the solution that people think is like another american person just like parades their way into a like a foreign country and out of a out of a like parachutes out of a helicopter and that's the solution to trafficking like it's almost it's almost like two on the nose. And that we, that would we be... haven't talked at all about like the white saviorism of this movie, too. No. Well, yeah, that's just, that's just a given yeah, at this point. Uh, it pretty much is, too. Like the, the solution to all foreign problems is just another white guy in, in tactical gear. Like, that's it. <laughs> well, it's a I've good thing there's a 511 store right by my house. Yeah, it's pretty I'm great. doing my part. I don't know, Miles. So, what's next for you on this front? Like, uh, I mean, obviously, you got people hunting you and monitoring your every turn at this <laughs> point. So, I don't know where do you go from here. Yeah, I just I just sit sit back and wait to get doxxed. Um, <laughs> you know, luckily, I luckily I just bought a machete for uh, all the weeds in my backyard. There's a like a lot of overgrowth, so um, I've got that by my front door. And that's um, good. apropos you know, on brand. Any, anyone who anyone who wants to. Um, show up for some like ritual combat with um a member of the deep state uh yeah sure i mean it's it's funny because um i guess i sort of knew i didn't really expect maybe like the scale and scope of like the uh attacks on me you know it's a, it's i got written up in a bunch of right-wing rags yeah. like gateway pundit and breitbart and stuff uh and that motive you know that's what um a badge of honor yeah, that's that's what activates a lot of people to come after you. Um, but I always did know I would be useful, in a sense, to the marketing of this film because um, if you have a specific critic saying, you know, this is a piece of shit and it's you know adjacent to all these conspiracy theories, um, then that allows them to 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 further that they don't want you to see this narrative yeah. and and point to real people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, um, you know, obviously like just waiting and seeing what other kind of weird connections are made is inter- like the AMC thing is super interesting. Uh, my colleague EJ Dixon, who's a great reporter, did um, did our piece about uh, what, you know, other legit human trafficking um, uh, organizations um, say about OUR um, being 
counterproductive at best. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way um, of putting it. And yeah, you know, I guess I guess we'll see. I, I guess I brought up the um, all the trailers too because I'm interested to see where this company goes after what is you know a genuine hit. Like they, yeah, they made money off this and. They not only, you know, profited off of it, but it draws a lot of attention to like their studio as an ongoing concern. You know, they're pretty young. I think they only formed like, you know, their current uh, incarnation in 2021. Yeah. And, their, and their stuff is all like crowdfunded, right? Because they, they get religious people to just throw money at like whatever, you know, uh, Bible adaptation they're they're looking to do next. Yeah, the, the um, only other thing I've really seen from them besides like Sound of Freedom was that Tuttle Twins television show, oh which my is God, which damn. is which is white people voicing Cuban people about the dangers of socialism I and why Bitcoin is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm 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 always. Um, I guess the bigger picture for me now is, you know, reality is so uh, splintered um, for this country. People want their people want their alternatives. Um, And this is uh, this is definitely emerging as a force for people who are, you know, who think everyone in Hollywood and the media are pedos and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) I, I will be I will be kind of making continuing to make fun of the people who go after me because a lot of what they were saying was sort of like um you know we're going to get you fired or you've exposed yourself or you're going to get arrested or something you know none of that is going to happen i've i've done nothing but review a movie um and so like but i don't know i guess i guess um you know i guess it confirmed something for them which is that you know they think they think the entire government, the entire entertainment industry, the entire m- media world that we're all in on it. So, so it it seemed they were really like taking this victory lap. It was like, oh, you've like added yourself, and like you're done for now. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm just gonna have to keep logging on and reporting every day because <laughs> that's how I pay my bills. It is so like, what yeah. do you, uh, do you want to like confront the fact that? you know, none of what you say, like ever happens. Um, like you just have like, but, but it's this millenarian thing, right? It's, it's, it's like QAnon and the storm. Um, you know, it, Hillary Clinton is going to get arrested any day now. Blah, blah. You can just keep pushing that off, um, because that's what cults can do. Um, they just get, they just double down and get deeper in their denial. And, uh, I guess we'll just, I guess we'll just keep tracking it as far as it goes <laughs> until I can get a job. That's not, uh, you know, directly covering these maniacs <laughs> at odds with this, with this just insane group of people. I mean, like, I don't know how long Ben Shapiro has talked about wanting to create the conservative Disney or whatever, but this is probably yeah. like the closest we've gotten to anything, any sort of like, like alternative, like studio success really. Cause yeah. And, and, and as so many people have pointed out so many times, all of these, a lot of these right-wing grifters are failed entertainers in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were aspiring comedians and actors and directors and blah, and on and on and on. So of course they want their um, they want their anti woke Hollywood, uh, which you know it maybe Angel is you know Utah based. I know a lot of them have moved to like Nashville and want to make Nashville some kind of uh, mecca for for these projects. Um, and I don't know, like, uh, 
there there will be some success because there uh you know there's there's there are audiences that are hungry for this stuff as as this movie proves yeah. and and you know you mentioned like i don't think these people are like going to movies on the reg no. because they're <laughs> waiting for something like this and and i got that sense too i mean i went to i went to a theater here in la and uh yeah it was a much older audience uh they just didn't seem like it, it, it's just like a group of people like I had never seen at that theater before. Basically, yeah, it wasn't a copy paste from the Asteroid City crowd. You're saying, <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Well, any any final thoughts, boys? I think it's probably a good place to end it. Uh, like I said, we have uh, other episodes where we've talked very much in depth about Tim Ballard and his shenanigans, but. I think that about covers what what we've got going on here with this beautiful cinematic achievement. Just just selfishly, I'm very interested to see the my family reaction to this because I think I've let you all know that uh, my family, my my wife's side of the family, all grew up with Tim Ballard. Oh right, yeah, he's yeah. from uh, La Cunada, which is right over by Flint Ridge in like the Pasadena area. Yeah. yeah, and like I remember, uh, like a couple of years ago, watching home movies with all of them during uh, what was it Thanksgiving, and being like, "Oh yeah, there's Tim Ballard's Weird. Sing, singing, singing in the children, the LDS uh, children's choir." So yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be fun for me in the next. I don't know. Few days. I don't know if my dad has seen this yet. I know he wants to see this, but he also really wanted to see the new Mission Impossible first. So my dad's definitely like in that zone. He'll get around to this at some point, I'm sure. But um, yeah, having seen both, I, yeah, Mission Impossible is a bit more exciting. Yeah, I would say I love Mission Impossible. I, I thought about sneaking out and going to Mission Impossible <laughs> last that's, night. So that's, hard, dude. I, I honestly don't know if I could have stump like stomached being in a theater knowing there were like way better movies yeah. happening like just beyond the grasp of the, each wall i think that's where uh, we need to end it guys is we've just spent 90 minutes breaking down this film and i, I think to go to plug mission yes, impossible this is a 90 minute plug for mission impossible Tom Cruise, movies are back movies yeah, are back popcorn. baby i just want to so uh follow miles on twitter at you wouldn't post i'm assuming we're still you're still tweeting through it i love it i i'm not yeah. doing i'm not doing threads I, I'm, I'm i'm on my third account because i was uh, banned twice for other things but that also <laughs> led to some f false reporting about uh how i had like been run off twitter or like oh, that's vanished. Good. Yeah. um so that that was pretty funny. Yeah, Jim Hoft at the Gateway Pundit, one of the dumbest guys <laughs> on rules. the planet. That's awesome. Uh, the guy he, who he, only yeah, gets he, diseases like dogs get. Yes, a, a yes. sickly dumb man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I forgot if he was the guy who was using the the horse shampoo or whatever. Slow, it was. Slowly uh, dying of parvo. I'm sorry. I just have to. I was looking at your Twitter and I like you posted this email that you got. You said guy accidentally sent me a blank email and followed up ten minutes later with this. In all caps, they are disgusting, correct shit, so low, they fell the children, they are not for sale, no more, it would be a good news headline. Yep. That's like... <laughs> pitch, pitch your headlines and your stories to Miles. Have you, guys, have you guys seen that guy on TikTok who just reads Facebook comments, like on conservative... Anyway, there's there's a whole account yeah. dedicated to reading uh -huh, yeah. comments like that, so, it's perfect. In summation, one, uh, dudes rock, and two, go see Mission Impossible. Yeah, and read Miles' stuff on Rolling Stone. Uh, you, yeah. Anything else you you want to plug? That's I feel like that's your that's me. That's your bread and butter right there. Yeah. 
Go, go give me some clicks. <laughs> give this man some clicks so Elon can give him that check. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Miles, for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Later. Bye. Coming again to save the motherfucking day.